this is Lady Tiffany Ma, and this is my my Emporium. Welcome to my podcast, everybody. I hope you guys are having a great Thursday. We're almost at the end of the week. Um, this crappy ass month is almost over, and it's taking forever. <laughs> It's taking forever, man. It seems like April is so full of shit, man. The month of April has been full of shit. It's like, damn. It's like, how you gonna take all them lives in one damn month? Like, what the hell is going on? I don't know what's going on. But I I have to say, um, I hope all is well with you guys. I hope everything is fine. Because this was a tough month to get through. Um... So, I just pray that everybody is okay and that, that, that everything is fine. And best wishes to everyone. Y'all know I like to start my podcast off with interesting topics that I found on the internet. I found all these last night, so don't sit up there and tell me, oh, well, this happened 24 hours ago. I'm very weird at, okay? These topics don't be up when I be sitting up here looking. If I find some topics that I want to talk about and what is coming on today or that has popped up today, I will. Um, so, yeah. The first topic, of course, is on site.com that I got it from. Um, I get most of the topics I like, like from there. It's a California woman dead to hospitalize after getting plastic surgery from Tijuana doctor. Now, apparently, this individual is probably trying to save money, and she wants to get plastic surgery, which that's one of those things that you don't need to be saving money on, honey. Like, I know plastic surgery is, like, an elective thing, so when it comes to you doing elective surgery, even, you have to go all out with spending money. So, you can't sit up there and be cheap off of... You can't be cheap getting plastic surgery, all right? You got to go to a state board certified plastic surgeon. This is nothing to play with. This still is a life or death situation, as you guys see. Um, so the article, what is the contributor is locking with keys, and it says, a beauty hurts, but it should never cost someone their life. A California woman is seeking answers for the death of her daughter who died on the operating table while getting cosmetic surgery in Mexico. 38-year-old Kiana Weaver of Long Beach, California, reportedly told her family she was going to get work done at a, plas- at a Florida plastic surgery location. Weaver instead went to Mexico, but unfortunately, it was too late by the time her mother was aware of her whereabouts. So, you done lied and died, girl. See, this is... She should have told someone that she was in Mexico, all right? It's always good to have a backup plan because you never know. After undergoing a $6,700 liposuction procedure in Tijuana on January 29th, Weaver died and two women were hospitalized after having surgery on the same day from the same, from the same doctor per part for people. All three procedures were done by Jesus Manuel Baez Lopez at Art Solu Aesthetics Surgery. It is later learned that Lopez is not a board certified with the Association Mexicano de Sergia. Plastica Estica 
basically a plastic surgeon office, okay? <laughs> my my Spanish is not that good, even though I took two years of Spanish. We can you can cuss me out another day about this. All right. Additionally, in 2015, in 2015, sorry, his clinic was reportedly shut down for failing to meet the minimum requirement to operate legally. Weaver went to Tijuana with her friend, Kanisha Davis, who also had a liposuction and tummy tuck procedure scheduled with the doctor. Davis, who was a nurse, said she felt something wasn't right when Weaver was not hooked up to any monitors and released immediately after operation. Davis also recalled feeling ill post-operation as she began bleeding internally and vomiting blood. Davis told the San Diego Union Tribune, if I had gone into the hospital when I did, I would have died, she said. Did we know we were taking a risk being in Mexico? Yes. But did we ever at any time think the risk would be death? No. Reaver's mother, Renee, is heartbroken over her daughter's death. She told Publication, I mostly said this happened to my daughter because she was already so beautiful to me, inside and out, and she just couldn't see it. Um, R.I.P. to Kiana Weaver. Um, this is sad. And I agree with her mom, you know, you always think people, your, your family is beautiful or your children are beautiful, but you can't help what has caused them to, to get in their head that they're not beautiful enough. And it was liposuction. So it could have been a little thing like that. Um, but like I said, you know, make sure the plastic surgeon you go to is state certified. I can't sit up here and talk shit about people not getting plastic surgery. I can't preach that because God knows if I had money, I would definitely get liposuction and put the fat in my butt. So I'm not going to sit up here and act like I'm above people and judgy to people. Because if you want something to be fixed, it should be done. But you need to make sure you pay all expenses. One, and you make sure that the doctor is state certified or it's a... Uh, Board certified cosmetic surgeon. You can't just go to anybody. But um, RIP to Kiana Weaver and uh, my thoughts and prayers go out to her family. This next one is about Tommy Tiny Lister. You know who Tommy Tiny Lister is? He was known in the movie as playing Zeus. I think when the movie, uh, they call him Zeus. I remember they used to call him Zeus. And um, he was in Friday and many other movies. And I know he passed away. If I'm not sure, did he pass away this year or last year? He passed away. Um, so this article, the main article comes from TMZ, but I found it on Academics page. Roll eyes. It says, Tommy Tiny Lister had COVID, but when he died, when he died, but heart disease killed him. It says, just as Tommy Tiny Lister's loved ones suspected, he did have COVID at the time of his death, but the L.A. County Medical Examiner said that no, that's not what caused his death. According to his autopsy, the Friday star died of hypertensive and cardiovascular disease, commonly called heart disease. And the doctors obtained by TMZ, in the doc, sorry, in the documents obtained by TMZ, you try to shortcut something. People don't understand what doctor. It could even mean doctor or it could mean document. But I know it means document. You can't be writing stuff when it comes like that. You can't be ghetto and short-term things when it comes to somebody's death. That's all I'm going to say. 
obtained by TMZ, the me also says a nasal swab came back positive for COVID and note Tommy had fluid in his chest when he died. Additionally, he had an enlarged heart with the high blood pressure, poor circulation in his legs, and coronary artery disease. The 62-year-old actor died suddenly last year at his home LA home area. Paramedics responded, but he was pronounced dead at the scene. Um, so thoughts and prayers go out to his family too. Mm, um, I don't know what reason he would pass away from cardiovascular disease. And it's not for me to judge. But prayers go out to his family also. Another story that comes from BallerAlert.com is a man used hair curlers to smuggle 35 singing birds into the U.S. No, I read it right. I didn't read it wrong. It said man used hair curlers to smuggle 35 singing birds into the U.S. So he's smuggling birds in the U.S. with hair curlers. All right. Says man used hair curls to smuggle 35 single birds into the U.S. This article was blogged by Raquel Harris TV. A man was arrested at the law and official found that he smuggled 35 live finches in the hair curls so they could be participating in the singing contest in New York City. <laughs> Y'all go out for these little bitch ass contests, man. Really? Guyanese resident Kevin Andre McKenzie flew into the JFK International Airport on Monday when Customs and Borders Protection Officer found birds on him during examination. Photos of the man showed the birds pushed into the hair curlers and pushed in sewn, sewn on pockets of McKenzie's jacket. Some of the birds were also being carried on the top of the man's shoes. He was immediately charged with unlawfully importing finches. McKenzie was later released on a $250,000 bond, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office. U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service Specialist Agent Catherine McKay reportedly reported finches are often put into singing competitions in Brooklyn and Queens neighborhoods of New York. To read the oh my God. I did not know that. Y'all do that in New York? Y'all have to smuggle birds to do it. Man, that's serious. That's a serious contest that they have to do this. Another Bowler Alert article that I found, it says Pennsylvania Museum apology, apologized for an unethical... I'm tripping. It says Pennsylvania Museum apologized for an unethical skull collection of enslaved black people. It says... And it's by Raquel Harris as also. Pennsylvania Museum apologized for an ethical skull collection of enslaved black people. A Pennsylvania museum is apologizing after it displays stolen human skulls of black people in an art in an, ex, in an ex, exhibit. The skulls of black people, some hundreds of years old, are said to be given back to the community of the origin, origin for reburial per statement from the University of Pennsylvania Museum of Archaeology and Anthropology. Penn Museum issued an apology last week claiming it was used, using the skulls for its mortar collection of archaeology and anthropology. In a statement, the museum also said that it outlined a plan to rep, rep, repatriate them. Sorry. For some reason, words are not making sense today. I know how to read. I went to school. All right. Don't come for me. 
The Penn State and the University of Pennsylvania apologized for the unethical possession of human remains in the Mortar Collection, wrote Christopher Woods, who became the new director of Penn Museum on April 1st. You not sorry. You're just sorry you got caught, friend. You just got sorry. You sorry you got caught. All right. And my thing is you want to go ahead and address it before it became a thing thing where the whole museum lose money because y'all sent up there with skulls. And by the way, uh, what y'all did with uh, Geronimo's uh, skull? Is that still over there in some secret society in uh, Yale or Harvard? I don't know which university it is. I heard they have his stuff. Maybe y'all stop being cursed and shit if y'all sit up there and just bury the freaking skull the, in a proper way instead of sitting up there having it like it's some game. Don't sit up here and act like, don't feed us bullshit and tell us it's brownies. You know why you had them skulls. That was like having game. That was like having deer. Okay? A tiger. A lion. A rhinoceros. Okay? That's a scare tactic. Don't act like people don't know what that is all about. But, you know, we're not racist here, right? Nobody's racist here. It's not racist at all to have the skull of an enslaved person who God knows what they went through. But, you know, whatever. I digress. Y'all can kiss my ass with that bullshit. So today we're talking about, uh, the topic for today is um, monoliths. I want to talk about the monoliths that have been popping up lately. Um... Or that popped up last year. There was a lot of them that popped up last year. I want to talk about monoliths, but I'm going to tell y'all this. I'm going to change my schedule, and I'm going to go back to the schedule that I had, um, which basically was it was going to be Movie Monday or Murky Monday or whatever. Then I was going to do Tricky Tuesday or Tacky Tuesday or uh, uh, Talking Shit Tuesday. And then Wednesday was going to be Whack-Ass Wednesday, Weird Wednesday, whatever. And Thursday, I decided Thursday is going to be Thirsty Thursday. But this Thursday, I want to talk about the monoliths that they found. Now, I've been trying to talk about these monoliths ever since I started the podcast. But for some reason, they keep skipping my memory. Um, I guess because there's so much that has been happening in the last few months. I should have did this like back in December. But I wanted to do a christmas thing podcast. Then I went to sit up there and do a thanksgiving thing podcast. Decided to do an easter thing podcast. And I just feel like, I don't know. It was important for me to talk about the monoliths. But today you get to me talking about the monoliths. And then you're going to get me talking about some other stuff. We're going to talk about some other stuff. Um, because there's some really crazy stories that I have watched. I'm going to tell y'all, one of the things that I was watching during the um, lockdown. We had a two-month lockdown here in Georgia. So we were locked down for two months. And so one of the things I would watch... After I would go get me something to eat, was I would watch um, BuzzFeed videos on YouTube. I have to rewatch these videos because a lot of these cases are just plain weird. So um, I had to rewatch some videos on BuzzFeed YouTube because there's some real, real stories. 
And some of those stories connect to some other stories that I want to talk about. So I'm going, I have to get better at organizing my schedule and organizing my um, topics. It just can't pop out of nowhere and say, oh, I want to talk about this topic. And I have been very messy with that. And I deeply apologize for that. But today I wanted to talk about the monoliths. Um, so I appreciate y'all listening to my podcast. And I appreciate the support I'm getting. But I'm going to say this, this spring and summer, we're going to get real messy. Because I have my calendar filled with topics, girl. We might get real messy this summer. Like rain and it's mud and you jump in the mud like a pig, girl. I would be surprised if somebody called me a pig after I'm done with this. But we're going to be talking about very serious missing person cases, um, crying cases, um, and weird cases. Just weird as hell. And I got like two months, three months of calendar filled. Okay. I start organizing it, putting it on my calendar, what topic I'm going to talk about, what I'm going to do research on. Girl. So we're going to get serious this, this, this year. I'm going to get serious about this now because this is a very important part of my life. And I love doing this. I love podcasting. I love giving y'all stories. And I love talking about stories that people are curious about. Um, yesterday when I did the whole thing with um, the Rosemary baby thing, like apparently you guys loved it. Um, I did, like I said, I always heard conspiracy theories reference it, but I never knew what it was until I watched the movie. And I was like, oh shit, this is real. Y'all think people be playing. This is real and it's horrible. So, yeah, but today I'm going to go a little light and tomorrow I'm going to go a little light too. But today I'm going to go a little light and I'm going to talk about the monolith that's been picked up. You will know what a monolith is. You're going to find out what a monolith is. So uh, stay tuned to my topic about the monoliths. Now, before we get into the article that was written about monoliths and how many monoliths that they found by the end of last year, I want to talk a little bit about what monoliths are. Um, so, and I put the wrong date for today. I thought today was the 30th. It's the 29th. My bad. So, monoliths are uh, a geological feature consisting of a single mass of stone or rock such as some Mountains or a single large piece of rock placed as a as or within a monument or building. Erosion usually exposes geological information, which are often made of very hard and solid igneous or metamorphic rock. Now, I don't know why I didn't write down my source, but you uh Let's talk about what the in the Space Odyssey it means. Because if anybody has seen the movie um, 1969, Space Odyssey 2001, it's a space movie about astronauts going to space. And they had monoliths at the beginning of the movie. So let me talk about what they mean. Okay. The monolith represents in the movie Space Odyssey, the evolution of mankind and technology. Ooh, we kind of talked about that, didn't we? 
Y'all remember y'all heard my podcast when I was sitting over here and I was talking about all these uh uh CGI and um robots and stuff that's trying to replace y'all phase who got human ears. That would make sense, right? That would make sense. Um, in the movie, a mysterious alien civilization used a tool with an appearance of a large crystalline monolith to investigate worlds across the galaxy and, if possible, to encourage the development of intellectual life. So the monolith basically means advancement in technology. All right. So let's get to the article that I found, which I don't think it was the original article that I got that information from which I forgot where I got that information from because I think I had it and I pinned it and I don't know where it went. So the article I found is from theinsider.com. It was written by Susie Nielsen. It was written December 20th, 2020. Ooh, 12, 2020, 2020. There's a lot of 20s in that. Um, and the article states, a month after a mysterious monolith was discovered in Utah, at least 87 more have appeared around the world. So what does that mean? <laughs> and like I said, we already talking about advancement technology as when it comes to robots. So I can't imagine what it means to find 87 monoliths around the world. If it means the advancement of mankind in technology. So... The article states, on November 18th, Utah State employee found a mysterious metal structure in the canyons. In a canyon. At the discovery of the first monolith, at least 87 similar structures have popped up around the world. Several monolith makers told insiders they built their structure to end 2020 on a high note. Okay, so basically they were fake. But, you know, we talked about what it meant in the movie Space Odyssey 2001. Utah State employees were conducting a survey of wild bighorn sheep last month when they saw it. A shiny metal tower was sticking out of the rock canyon floor. Image of the tower, which came to be known as the Utah monolith due to its resemblance to the similar object in 2001, a space odyssey spread rapidly. Though found on November 18th, the structure seemed to have been in canyon since at least October 2016. Ooh. Then it disappeared on December 27th. Videos later surface of a group of men taking it down. So probably fake. The same day, a second monolith appeared in Piatra, Nymt, Romania, only to disappear on December 2nd. That was when a third appeared in Astacardero, California. After those three, another monolith appeared, then another within a month after the Utah monolith was discovered, at least 87 similar metallic towers have popped up around the world. Often eerily beautiful, the structures have been spotted in California, the Netherlands, Morocco, Canada, Australia, and dozens of other locations. There's a heaps. There's heaps. I love it. I think it's great. It's kind of like a meme, an idea that catches on, and I think it says a lot about this year as a whole. Alex Apollonov, otherwise known as the prankster artist, I Did a Thing, told Insiders. Apollonov has taken credit for installing a monolith in Melbourne, Australia. With the help from his friend, Alexa Bolovic and the comedy group Artie Donna. 
everyone's been kind of just in a shit world. Travis Kennedy, another monolith maker, told insiders he and some friends were behind the monoliths in Osteocardero, California. Our town got super excited about it, Kenny said. So they were inspired by the 2001 Space Odyssey. When Kenny and his buddy Wade McKenzie installed their monoliths on top of the Pine Mountain in Asticadero, they only knew of two others, the monolith in Utah and Romania, and the third felt like the obvious move. If you know 2001 Space Odyssey, you know that there were three monoliths. Kenny previously told insiders, I'm like, you know there's going to be a third, it's going to happen. So why don't we build it? So this group constructed and hauled a 400-pound pillar two miles up a hiking trail. Golly, my back is hurting just thinking about that, girl. Apolonov, Wolvovic, and Artie Donna put up there less than a week later. They hired builders to make a structure out of zinc alloy, then transported into spent on top of their car to a forest outside of Melbourne. We thought, oh, 2020 is such a dire year, so we decided to do something about it, Apollo Noff said. The team filmed their process and published a video on December 8th. If you're determined and stupid enough, it's easy enough thing to make, Revolvic told insiders. Like the structure in Escadero, Utah, and Romania, the monolith was taken down soon after it appeared. Monoliths have a surprising consequences once one even paved the way for more pet adoption. Most monolith makers have not came forward, but in some places their work have been found. The craze has brought unexpected benefit and consequences. Take, for example, the monolith that popped up outside the Poly Jolly Center for the Pet Adoption, an Animal Defense League Center in San Antonio, Texas. Within days of the structure appeared on December 3rd, the group adoption website started seeing increased traffic. Adoption managers' appointments slots filled up. It really is something to took to took us by surprise, Joe Mc McEllen. Executive Director of the Animal Defense League of Texas told insiders, we don't know who created it. We don't know how long we're going to have it. But what we do know is it is certainly creating a wonderful outcome. As of Friday, the monolith was still standing outside the center. In Escadero, Kenny and McKenzie wound up building a second monolith for permanent installment after a convert conversation with the town's mayor, Heather Moreno. She kind of gave us the verbal wink, wink. I want it back in the same spot where it was, but I want it permanent, McKenzie said. Their first monolith was designed to be temporarily, and it got torn down by a group of men chanting Crisis King. The men live streamed themselves, and they erected a wooden cross in its place. Kenny and McKenzie put their replacement monolith in the same location as the first hole in the back of the same trail. Unsurprisingly, the interest in the monolith phenomenon has also led myriad people to claim credit of them and even try to profit. Bovovic, for instance, claimed that in addition to the Melbourne monolith, he was also behind the structure in Romania and another in Sabak, Serbia, that hasn't been discovered yet, but he did not give any entire sufficient evidence to verify the claim. Similar, a New Mexico-based artist collective called the most famous artist recently hinted that it was responsible for some of the monoliths it is now selling three monolith structures for $45,000 a piece online. 
The collective founder, Maddie Moo, has avoided directly claiming credit for another monolith, however. Ultimately, the Utah statue remains a mystery, as do those of most of the 80-plus copycat structures. More are still popping up. On Sunday, Andreas Arado, better known as Hide the Pain Herald, due to the viral Vidstock photo of his distressed look and smile, posed with a monolith that appeared in Budapest, Hungary. Hungary. The one wore a plaque saying it was a gift of the Galactic Federation, a purported alien society. So, that's the article talking about monoliths. Want me to get my two cents? Let it go. Let's go. Let's get right into this. Uh, because I appreciate y'all trying to make 2020 out to be a great year, but it sucked it. It didn't just suck. It sucked it. And I appreciate the effort to make something positive. But I don't think it's a coincidence that they brought out these monoliths. I don't feel like it's a coincidence that these monoliths appeared. And I don't think it's a coincidence that everybody, that's 87 of them, they made. Now, you over here making $45,000 a piece, that's a whole uh, work schedule that somebody worked 40 hours, 40 hours a week. Okay, eight, nine hours a day to get to. All right, that's a paycheck. All right. That's a beginner's paycheck for some way. Or that is a, a intermediate paycheck. You've been working there for at least five, six years. And so you get a raise and $45,000 is what you get a year. To make it off of monolith is fucking ridiculous. I can't believe I said the F word like that. But it's ridiculous. You're ridiculous, friend. You're ridiculous. Um, they said it's a good sign. It means a good sign. The evolution of mankind is also good. But what do we think the evolution of mankind consists of? Because it feels like these days that mankind has uh, devolved. I had a pastor that said that once. And I totally agree with him. We have devolved. We don't act like human beings. So... It feels like we have devolved. So how can we evolve from what we are now in the state we are in now? That's the positivity of this. That's the positive outlook of this is the fact that we want humankind to evolve and to be better. But what are we involved? What are we evolving into? Are we evolving into cyborgs? Yeah, I said it. I said it. Are we evolving into cyborgs? Are we evolving into higher intellectual beings? What are we evolving into? The second part, the models represent the advancement in technology, where we have a lot of advancement right now that I'm very comfortable with and I'm very happy with. Um, I am loving my iPad. I'm loving my tablet. I'm loving this computer I'm talking on. Me and my phone is home skillet biscuits with cheese on the side. So how advanced can we get with technology? There is a good and bad thing to this. It's like it's a good and bad thing to having CGI entertainers. Uh, it's a good thing to have robot entertainers and robot waiters and waitresses. Those are all good things. But somebody's going to always try to system and do something evil with it. So, them building these monoliths, 
I know they they feel that it's being something positive, but there's something always sinister to something positive in the making. And we have to make sure that it doesn't get into the wrong hands. Um... So, I'm not going to prolong this podcast, but I do want to look a little deeper and look at the conspiracy theory side of things when it comes to this. Because I I, I love the advancement in humankind and the, advan- the advancement of technology and the, um, and the evolution of humankind. But what is the cost of the evolution of humankind? That, if you mind me asking, you know. So, let's look at some theories. Let's see if we can find some. We don't find some. We can just end the podcast right here, right now. All right. So I found one article. Well, I found two. Let's look at the New York Times win. It says a new theory about the monolith. We're the aliens. We're the aliens. Ooh. I heard that too, but it's not us, us. Okay, it's hard to explain the us, us situation. All right, let me go ahead and read this article. It was written by Jody Rosen. It was published on December 28, 2020 and updated on April 9th, 2021. The desert of southern southeastern Utah is a wilderness of flat top mesa, jetty boots, and plunging canyons. It is fantastical landscape, the kind of scenery that pulls you toward pull your thoughts toward things not quite of this earth. Indigenous people from the region have told stories of deities who formed the mountains by sweeping rocks through a hole in the heavens, and of warriors who stomped the topography into existing with their mighty football footballs. Sorry, footballs. Other local legends hold that the desert is haunted by a screaming ghost or stalked by a phantom wolf. The area is known for the UFO sightings and is arid terrain dotted with crimson sandstone outcroppings has often been likened to Mars. Since 2001, a group group advocating the human settlement of Mars has maintained a research center outside a small town called Hanksville where crew lives for weeks-long stretches to simulate habitation on the red planet. The desert is literally home to would-be Martians. Recently, an alien presence of another kind brought this place into the news on November 18th. A Utah Department of Public Safety helicopter crew flying over public land in San Juan County with a team of biologists is to conduct an aerial count of bighorn sheep, spotting an object that clearly was not a sheep. The crew landed and went to investigate on foot what followed as a document in brief cell phone videos. One clip showed workers in a green jumpsuit descending a rock form formation while a voice chuckled off camera. Okay, the interpret explorers go down to investigate the alien life form. A second video focused in on the life form, a triangular pillar, nearly 10 feet tall, sheathed in metal and held together with rivets. The site, oh, this is going to be long-winded, honey. This is long-winded. This is a little long-winded, but it is the New York Times. This is that, but we're the aliens. All right. So there's an article by the conversation. All 
And it basically said that uh, mysterious monoliths, why conspiracists are myth about the phenomenon and how you can start a better conspiracy. <laughs> I don't think I need to read this article. Because what needs to be said does not need to be said. And that is people trying to make something out of nothing. That is both a good thing and a bad thing. Right? Am I not right? It's both a good thing and a bad thing. Um, I have to agree with the conspiracies. Uh, it's pretty obvious that people did the monoliths. That's very obvious that the people did the monoliths. But it has a significance when it comes to technology and humankind. That's no doubt about it. Um, with that being said, I want to thank you guys for listening to my podcast. Um, I was hoping to get a lot more out of this one situation, but then the more I read about it, which explains why I did not touch the subject a long time ago. Because it was, I couldn't get nothing out of it. I only got information about what monoliths signify in Space Odyssey 2001. Um, there's no conspiracy theories about why people build these monoliths. It's just people being people. They're trying to make something out of nothing because you're bored. You were in a house all year last year and you want to do something. People get creative when they're bored. You know, kids get creative when they're bored. Okay, they figure out how to do stuff. So, some of you guys, y'all made babies. Other people made monoliths. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with making neither one of them. They both are masterpieces done by human beings, okay? Monoliths show you what humans can create with their hands. Babies show you what humans can create out of the, out of the miracle of life. So, I'm going to end it my podcast thank you guys once again for listening this is my mind emporium i am outie now i was gonna start my podcast talking about kevin samuels but i don't want to give him clout because i low-key think he's being mean as hell because he want clout so we ain't gonna pay him no tanger so we're gonna end this podcast on a positive note thank you guys for listening <laughs>